Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson. On this week, it's time for the playoffs here on Missouri 8-Man Football. Uh, stay tuned. I will break down each of the playoff games as much as I care to. Also, congratulations to the conference champions. I'll get those in a minute. And everything that's kind of going on in 8-Man right now as we enter playoff time in Missouri 8-Man Football. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, welcome into Missouri 8-Man Football here on Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Albertson, as it's time to talk about the first round of the playoffs. Now, there's not a whole lot of great games um, here in week number one, so let's just get that out of the way right now. This first week of districts is always just kind of iffy with good games or not. Might be a couple of 4-5, maybe a 3-6 here or there that's good. There's a couple of 4-5 and 3-6 I'm interested in this year. Um... There's a lot of one versus eight, two versus sevens that just not a whole lot to talk about uh, in those games. For example, OCL is playing at Drexel again. Drexel beat him by 89-0 the first time they've played. I expect more of the same in this one. Drexel's just way too good for Osceola. Um, Alpsland City, the seven seed in district number one, going to Archie. That game was 64 to 6 the first time. I think Archie wins big again. But then things in District 1 get very interesting at this point. You have Rich Hill at Liberal. If you look at these two teams, um, just record-wise, you would think, well, Rich Liberal, they're 7-2. and two. They're on a six-game winning streak. Um, why wouldn't they win this game versus a 1-5 and five Rich Hill team that's really struggled this year, especially on the road. They're 0-3 on the road. Why would this be a game? Well, they played last week, and Liberal won 50-44. Back-and-forth ball game, two teams who are pretty evenly matched. Um, this year, common opponents, the four teams in the, in the Wemo against each other, uh, liberal, they beat Appleton city and they beat Jasper. They lost to Archie and Drexel, Rich Hill. They beat Appleton city as well and lost to Archie Drexel and Jasper as well. Um, so that's kind of their common opponents this year. Um, here, Rich Hill are scoring 41 points a game, allowing 59. If you look at liberal, they're scoring 43 and a half, allowing just under 41, um, but as I said there, Rich Hill, they've been a disappointment this season. By While Liberal started the year 1-2, and two, the losses were to Archie and Drexel. Both blowout losses a little bit. Um, but since that loss to Drexel, they've really kicked it in the gear. I mean, they lost to Drexel. What was the score? That one, 57 to nothing. Since that point, Liberal's played great. Um, Peyton Morrow and, of course, Gunnar Miller, they're their best player, have played phenomenal on the stretch for them. Um, games I thought they might lose here to Jasper, Norbert Harden Central, maybe Rich Hill. They've won those games. They took care of Osceola. They took care of um, Alpton City as well. Um, who else did they beat in that stretch? Let me look at their schedule real quick. But Liberal's a team that I think has kind of surprised some people. I considered putting them in my top ten uh, this week. Also, we can Cordia earlier this year uh, as well. Yeah, down the stretch. Oh, Pleasant Hope. Um, they kind of get their, them a little bit rolling a bit there. 68 nothing went over Pleasant Hope. Really got their mojo back a little bit. 11-man team playing down an 8-man. Uh, they really took it to them. Beat Jasper the next week by a couple touchdowns. Beat Norman Harden Central by a couple of touchdowns. Beat Osceola. Beat Appleton City pretty well. And then beat Rich Hill 50-44. to So if you look at their stretch, they have one of the longer winning streaks in the 8-man right now. Six-game winning streak. I think it's... Uh, third or fourth longest in the state right now. Liberal, the team that's really catching fire at the right time here. Of course, they lost 
Archie Drexel 57 nothing, then 82 to 28 to Archie. That game was close early on, then Archie really pulled away in a hurry there late in that game, um, back in week number one, all the way back in August. Um, I just think Liberal right now has things going. I think they beat Rich Hill. I think it's gonna be a fantastic football game. I would not be surprised if Rich Hill won a rematch. It's hard to beat a team twice. It's really hard to beat them in back-to-back weeks twice, especially if it's evenly matched in the first matchup. We've seen it before in the past uh, with Stanbury playing Worth County um, up in their district. They'd meet in week nine, say Stanbury won week nine, Worth County would give them the playoffs, or vice versa. I've seen it both ways with two close teams who are um, don't like each other very much. You can see it again maybe in this one. So we'll see what happens in this one. I'll take Liberal to win this game because uh, I trust Gunnar Miller and company to get that win. Um, but if you look, uh, I think it's the Bridgewater kids for Rich Hill are very talented. Also their quarterback, um, is it McFrederick? I, th- I can't remember his last name, his last name now. Um, it's not coming to mind, but he's a really talented kid for them as well for Rich Hill. Uh, Rich Hill, they've just been underwhelming for me this year. Uh, if you look at them at coming into the year, I thought they'd be really good. They missed week one due to COVID, um, and a cancellation there with them and Jasper. Uh, lost week two to Archie, gave him a good game. Lost week three to Jasper, gave them a pretty good game. And then got steamrolled in week four by Drexel. Then since that point, they beat Appleton City, lost to Pattonsburg, lost a couple more games due to COVID, and then lost to Liberal to end the year. So they're one and five, but they got three losses to teams that I think are pretty good. Um, and then also two teams that I think are really good that now also lost to Pattonsburg and Liberals. So they struggled defensively. Over the course of a game, they hit hard, but they just don't keep that same energy up for the whole game. There's not a very deep team at this point, so give me a liberal on that one. And then we go to the next game here. This game is our game of the week uh, for Friday night. It's the 4-5 matchup, Jasper at Northwest Hughesville. They have one common opponent, actually. It's Bramer. And Jasper won that game 32-8. to Hughesville won 66-14 in that one common opponent there in Bramer, who is winless on the year and opt out of the playoffs. They'll play Keatsville, actually. I'll just mention that game real quick. Bramer, Keatsville, uh, one final CRC game. They both opt out of the playoffs. Um, by the way, I think this is a great move for both these programs. Bramer hasn't won a game in a couple of years. Keatsville a brand-new program. There's no point in them playing a Southwest Livingston or North Shelby in the first round and getting beat by 60 or more. There is no need for that. I like this better for them. Livingston and North Shelby get to stay healthy for another week. Don't have to risk their kids versus injuries over a pointless game. In Bramer and Keatsville, they get to play in a game that's beneficial to both programs going forward, maybe build some momentum going into the next year. So I like that for both those programs. Uh, but here, I uh, look at these two teams. Hughesville's only played six games this year. Um, and the thing with Hughesville, I think they're kind of talented. I think they're low-key decent this year. Um, they haven't been very good over the past couple of years. But if you look at Northwest Hughesville, they beat Bramer in week one, lost to North Shelby in week two, and then they beat Keatsville, had a bye, beat Skyler, beat Pleasant Hope, beat Keatsville. That's their wins this year. One, two, three, five and one. That's their record. Uh, their game against St. Paul Lutheran was canceled due to COVID on Lutheran's part. Their last two weeks versus Norman Harden Central and Bishop LeBlonde. Canceled because of COVID for Northwest Hughesville. So that's three games, I think, versus teams that would have been good gauges to see where they're at, really, talent-wise in the state. Um, two teams in the CRC who I think finished what? And then Lutheran finished tied for first in the conference uh, with North Shelby, both going undefeated and play each other. 
Then Norman Harden Central was right there with Oric, kind of that three spot a little bit if you don't count Hughesville. So I think it's been two really good games for them to kind of see where they're at. Um, and then I think LeBlanc would been a nice gauge point for them as well. That's why I was ready to go to that game last week to kind of see where Hughesville stacked up against uh, a LeBlanc team that's matched up against some of the other Northwest Missouri teams. So I'm disappointed in this a little bit for Northwest Hughesville because I wanted to see how they played against a team that has a pulse but is not North Shelby kind of deal. Um, we'll see that this week when they play Jasper. So I'm really excited to see how Northwest Hughesville does against a Jasper team who is very talented. Um, I actually got a stat um, from Jasper. They gave me a couple of stats here. The running back, let me look him up real quick. I think it's Mitchell Avalos. I'm sorry if I misspelled that, mispronounced that. Um, 925 yards this year. Um, and he had 900 yards in six games. He got shut down by. Drexel and Archie, but other than that, he had 900 yards pretty much in the other six games. Uh, very talented kid there for me. He, they run hard. They hit hard. Um, struggle versus Southwest Livingston a bit. They're on defense, but uh, they're getting used to the eight-man game. I think Jasper's talented. They're just – I think they're kind of like a rock port kind of right now talent-wise a little bit for them. Um, so I'm going to take Northwest Hughesville in this game. I think it's going to be very interesting how so this game plays out. Um there is not a whole lot to go off this game. They both played Bramer. That's it. It's a hard to kind of gauge to see where you're at when you're only one of common opponent is Bramer in that one. Um, so, yeah, give me Northwest Hughesville. I think they win. They'll take on Drexel probably next week. Um, I think it's a very interesting kind of game. And I think uh, Tanner Domlo and some of the other guys, I think the Titaner kid will be back finally for him. He's been hurt most of the year. Uh, I think they're a very talented team over there at Northwest Hughesville. I think they're just kind of flying under the radar because they haven't beat anybody. So it's hard for me to rank them. I know they were ranked number 10 this week in the poll. It was hard for me to rank them without them playing so at least an average team and, be, and being an average, beating an average team. And it's not their fault. COVID messed up. Everything. I know they wanted to play Lutheran. They wanted to play Norman Harnsville. They wanted to play Bishop of Blonde. It's just COVID kind of wrecked that situation for them. It really kind of robbed us to see how good Hughesville actually is uh, going into the playoffs. And they'll have their chance here against a, a decent Jasper team. Probably be their second hardest game of the year so far, only behind the North Shelby game. Um, so I still think Drexel's the favorite coming out of this one. I think it's going to be Drexel versus Hughesville, Archie versus Liberal. Uh, give me Drexel and Archie to make the district championship games and give me Drexel right now still to come out of district number one. That's my early pre-season. Uh, Playoff preview there for district number one. We go to district two. I said this earlier. It's Livingston and North Shelby. This district started with nine teams, but then, of course, Bramer and Keithville opted out, and then St. Paul Lutheran um, had COVID there. They found out uh, they were not going to be able to be back for the playoffs, so they opted out as well. Uh, unfortunate for Lutheran. Uh, I do appreciate Coach Gifford um, with the kind comments on social media, thanking me and Anthony for the coverage. I really do appreciate that. It's for the kids. We loved covering you guys over there. You were great. Uh, it's me and the couple games I saw you guys in. Um, so thank you, St. Paul Lutheran, for that. Thank you for the hat. Really appreciate it. Um, hope you guys stay healthy over there, and I'll see you guys again next season. Um, so there's six teams in this district. The three versus six is Norbert Harden Central hosting Skylar County. Uh, Skylar just – they're not very good this year. They're a young team. Uh, if you look at their schedule this year, beat Keatsville in week one, but since that point – Losses to Pattonsburg, Worth County, North Shelby, Hughesville, Albany, King City, and LeBlanc, and North Andrew. Man, I didn't realize how tough their schedule was. Wow. I mean, the only team with a losing record there is, what, King City? 
afterwards. I had not realized. I looked at their schedule again. Holy smoke. That's what you get for being an independent, I guess. You play Keatsville week one, which a good win for them. But ever since that point, Pattonsburg, Worth County, North Shelby, Hughesville, Albany, King City, LeBlonde, and North Andrew. Yikes. That's a tough schedule. I did not realize their schedule was that tough. Man. Yeah, so this is their easiest game they've had for a while. Uh, I think it's going to be similar to the Bishop LeBlonde game. I think the Aggies jump on them a little bit. Skyler County battles back a little bit. But I think over in Hurden Central wins this one. They did get one vote. Uh, the Aggies did in this week's uh, top ten. It was really hard for the top ten to pick a tenth team. I know I struggled with it just a little bit as well. Um, I had my top nine. I'll give you guys my rankings here while I'm thinking about it. Um, also in the other game, Concordia hosting Santa Fe. I don't believe these two teams played this year. No, they're not. Um, Cordy, of course, was missed three weeks of the COVID. They're from week five to six and seven. So kind of tough with, with Concordia. Uh, they technically got the win in the forfeit in week one versus Drexel. They, they lost that game. They would tell you they lost that game. Lost to Liberal, lost to Oric, lost to St. Paul Lutheran in a close game. Beat Keatsville and lost to Archie. So Concordia beats the team they're supposed to, lose to the other teams. Uh, St. Paul, St. Santa Fe, their one win was against Bramer. They played Norbert Hart's still tough. They actually played Orc decently tough a couple of times. Um, played okay versus St. Paul Lutheran. Got blown up by Jasper. So we'll see where Santa Fe is kind of at right now. Um, I have not seen Santa Fe play in person. Can't really tell you a whole lot about them. They're solid on defense, uh, but nothing spectacular for them. Um, I'm going to take Concordia, just because I know a little bit more about Concordia. Uh, I think Troy Brandt's a really good player for them. Uh, Tatmeyer, a quarterback. Um, is decently athletic there. He can sling the ball at least to Brant a little bit. I like the Crawford kid there at running back. He runs hard uh, for Concordia. Uh, so give me Concordia in this one. Don't know a whole lot about these two teams in general. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't really matter because of this, the winner is going to play uh, Southwest Livingston. That game shouldn't be too close um, either way. And then St. North Shelby is going to play Norbert Harden Central, and they should take care of them again. They beat them back in week three as well so i'm looking at north shelby southwest livingston district championship and as of right now i'm still leaning southwest livingston we'll see what happens with chase neptune if he's not back by that game it makes things very interesting uh for southwest livingston that's why i think this bye week is really helpful for the wildcats here um and also a decently easy opponent in the second round of the playoffs i think we get livingston to the district championship game at least we'll probably play north shelby and that will be a great game all to I might have to go over to Ludlow to watch that one. That might be a game I have to go watch with Magruder and Coach Bass over there. Two guys I really like. Two teams I really like as well going into this year. Wolves of the Sea District Championship Week is going to be crazy to see where I go um, in that one. Because that game will be going on. Drexel Archie will be going on. And then most likely like a North Andrew South Holt Nolly Holt. And then District 3 or District 4, I'll get that in a minute. Not sure what's going to go on there. So we'll see what kind of happens. There, let me pull up the media poll real quick. Yeah, but so, yeah, I'm taking North, Show, North Southwest Livingston right now. I'm taking Southwest Livingston to win District 2. Uh, but I don't feel confident about it right now because I don't want to bet against um, Coach Bass and company with North Shelby. It should be a really good game, though, um, in that one. That would be a game that was really good last year that North Southwest uh, took over them. In that one. So, yeah, the media poll going into the playoffs this will be the last poll we have until after the state championship game. Uh, it was North Andrew at one, receiving five first place votes. Southwest Livingston at two, receiving three, including one for me. Stanbury three, Drexel four, 
Uh, North Shelby, five. South Lanai holds six. East Ashton, seven. Archie, eight. Albany, nine. And then Northwest Hughesville at 10. King City and Rockport received votes, along with Liberal, Mound City, and Norman Harden Central. So 15 teams receiving votes. Top 10 there were ranked. Uh, no ties this week. My top 10, personally, was Southwest Livingston, North Andrew, Drexel, South Lanai hold at four. Followed by Stanbury, North Shelby, Albany, East Atchison at 8, Archie at 9, and King City at 10. And for me with Albany, I know they're 4-4, so their record is not as good as the teams I put behind them in East Atchison and Archie. But I think right now if they played each other, I would absolutely take Albany over both those teams. And honestly, I might have taken Albany over a Stanbury and North Shelby, but kind of looking at their common opponents, if I looked at everything, um, I just couldn't quite put them above those two teams as of right now. I thought about putting them over North Shelby. I didn't. Um, kind of in that one, I thought about putting them six, but I thought it would be a little too generous and not enough respect to North Shelby kind of deal, so I left them there. Uh, but I think Albany right now is a very good football team. I'll get to them in just a minute. Uh, I got Southwest at one still in mind. I've left them there for the last few weeks. I think they deserve it, um, as a couple other people in the poll as well. So uh, North Andrew, two, absolutely deserves that. Drexel, three. South Atlanta, Hole, I think is a really good four seed. I know they're six in the poll, but I would take them over North Shelby at this point, and i take them over Stanbury. Um, so I think they match up really well with those two teams in particular. But we'll just have to see kind of going forward. Okay, so that's one and two. Now to the bread and butter of eight-man football a little bit here, the Northwest Missouri Districts. Uh, we'll start in district number three. Uh, North Andrews, the one seed. The Cab, the eight. Yeah, this game is not going to be close. This is probably the best team in the state, arguably, versus arguably the worst team in the state. Uh, shouldn't be pretty. Give me North Andrew. Um, the 4-5 matchup, unfortunately, Pattonsburg is going to – I guess it's not unfortunate that Pattonsburg's moved on. It's unfortunate the way it's happening with LeBlanc taking a positive test on Monday to COVID, had to quarantine the team, so they are out of the playoffs. So Pattonsburg moves on. I very, I was very curious about this. I know Monday whenever LeBlanc announced they had a COVID test and they'd be out for the playoffs – there was some discussion that maybe a St. Paul Lutheran situation would happen where Michigan would come in and bump the six, seven, eight seeds up a spot to take over for LeBlanc. That way North Andrew gets rewarded with a buy and not Pattonsburg, but they decided to keep everything the way it was. Um, I do kind of wonder if maybe the Oric King City game being on a Saturday shifted this a little bit and kept everything the way they were. That way Oric wouldn't be like, hey, you're playing Saturday. Or I guess King City, hey, you're playing Saturday. Oh, wait, no, you're playing now Friday against Pattonsburg. I don't know if they wanted to do that to King City a little bit, make them go on a shorter week than they were expecting kind of deal after them agreeing to play on Saturday. I think that's kind of what we saw a little bit with this one. That's uh, probably my guess why Michigan didn't change it. But I don't know. I don't think it's quite fair to North Andrew, but they're playing DeKalb, so it's not a big deal. Um, so you're seeing Pattonsburg versus North Andrew in the second round, most likely. Other side of the bracket, South Holt Nami Holt playing Stewart for Osborne. They played a couple weeks ago. The Spartans kind of slept walk through that game and still won by 45. Uh, I expect probably something similar in this one. Spartans just try to stay healthy going to the second round of districts. And then the second game of the week, game on Saturday, says earlier, Oric hosting King City. King City was the 10th team in my ranking. They're the sixth seed in this district. Super tough schedule, if you've seen so far. Lost to North Andrew, beat DeKalb, lost to Stanbury, lost to Pattonsburg earlier in week four. Um, beat Worth County, beat Rockport, beat Skyler, lost Albany, and gave Southwest Livingston fits and a loss there as well. I think King City is really good. Uh, their line is legit. Their running back's legit. They're a young team. Only two seniors. Neither one's a high contributor for them. They're big up front. The Muff kid is an animal. Uh, the Wells kid at quarterback's really good. 
I like the way he throws the ball. The Fisher kid's athletic. Uh, the Taylor kid on the, outside, on the outside can catch the ball really well. I like King City a lot. I think they're well coached by Coach Breckenridge and company over there. Um, so I like them to beat Oric in this one. I think they're going to beat Oric. I know Oric's very talented. I like the Buchanan kid. I like the Miller kid, uh, Stevenson and Wilson. They have a lot of good athletes over there. I don't know if they're being used right at this point, but we'll just have to see. Um, I do like the talent that Oric has. I just think they've underachieved at this point, even being the three seed in this district. I don't think they're a legit contender for a district championship because I don't know if they have what it takes to win three games in a tough district. They would have to beat King City, South Holt, Maui Holt, and North Andrew to win this district. I don't see that happening for Oric. I don't think they make it out of Saturday. I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm interested to see how the Oric kind of matches up with King City. I just think King City is going to be too much for them. So give me King City in that one. So then second round, I have North Andrew and Pattonsburg in a rematch from, I believe, week three. North Andrew won that one fairly comfortably, uh, 74-38. to 38. I think it's something similar would happen again. North Andrew beating Pattonsburg in a rematch to go to the district championship game. And then South Holt Holt versus King City. Who would be a great matchup? I might have to go to that game because I think a game would be very, very interesting to see how those two teams match up. Uh, they both played Worth County. King City beat Worth County by was it a touchdown. South Holt Holt 45 Worth County earlier this year. So if South Holt Holt plays their best game, I don't think King City can beat them. But I just saw with King City, they were able to play with South Holt Livingston a little bit there and push them maybe even better than what South Holt Holt did as well. So we'll see what happens there. I think it's a very interesting matchup there with King City and South Holt Holt. And two of the better players in the state with Parker Muff for King City and then Drew Quinlan for South Holt Holt. Two of the toughest guys to tackle in the state going head-to-head there. And, of course, Quinlan playing that quarterback in the triple option. He's a brute. And that Brody Scroggins kid, he's been playing great here down the stretch for South Holt Holt. He gives another dimension to that offense. They rotate three running backs in as a pitch guy. There's a tough offense to stop because Quinlan runs that option to perfection, and they love to hit on defense. I would – We'll see if Wells and Taylor can hit him over the top in a couple of passes in that one to keep King City close. That'd be a very interesting game, but I would take the Spartans. Then South Holt Nami Holt versus North Andrew in the district championship game is what that would be. And as much as I would want to take South Holt Nami Holt because I think they're that close to getting over that hump, I think it's the best chance they've had since 2018 to beat North Andrew in a playoff game because they were close in 2018. Um, this is the best team the Spartans have had since 2017. I don't know if they can beat North Andrew. That's I, That game is going to be a heck of a game if it happens. And I think North Andrew's biggest threat in this district is South Holt Holt. I don't think King City can beat him in a rematch. I think South Holt Holt can. I think they have the ceiling too. We'll see if it happens. I would still lean North Andrew at this point as a safe bet. Um, but South Holt Holt is a scary team if you're North Andrew to play in a district championship game for how resilient that team is, how physical they can be with you. Because North Andrew beats you with physicality. The Spartans can give it right back to them. So I think that'd be a great game. Um, and I might have to go to that game just because I love the physicality in that one. So as I said, there's going to be three, I think three, maybe four great games for district championship games. We might get the final eight teams, and it might be the eight best teams in the state, which doesn't always happen a little bit. Uh, but I'm very excited for that. In that one, so right now my semifinal scenes would be Drexel, Southwest Livingston, and North Andrew. I know, all one seeds. I'm going out on a limb here. Um, but I'm giving all the two seeds a really good chance to make it out as well. And then district number 
four. This is the wild card district. This is the district that anything can kind of happen uh, besides the one or two seeds losing in the first round. Um, Stanbury playing Platte Valley. That game should be over fairly quickly, as well as EA playing Northwest Nottaway. Game happened in week two. EA started a little bit early, but was able to dispatch them after a while. So I think that's going to happen quite again. Here they both move on in the second round. Then we go to the 4-5 matchup. Albany hosting Rockport. Rockport with that upset win over Mountain City. Got to that 5 seed. Jumped over Worth County who had lost to Stanbury in the last week of the regular season. And Rockport, it's been a great year. Uh, you guys really got the 5 seed because you didn't play because of COVID against Southwest Livingston and Southwest Nami Holtz. So that have been two more losses and you would have been the 6 seed playing at Mountain City again this week. And unfortunately, you're playing an Albany team right now who is much healthier and right now much better than what Mound City is. Give me Albany and probably a route in this one over Rockport. And then the 3-6 matchup versus two eight-man Blue Blood powerhouses. This is like watching Duke and Kentucky play in the first round, and you're a North Carolina fan. You don't like either one of them. <laughs> um, it's Mound City hosting Worth County. For years, this would be a state championship or a state semifinal game. Now they're in the same district. It's a, It's exciting. Both teams right now are not what they could be. I think Worth County at the beginning of the year was a legit state contender. I don't know if they are right now. They just don't have it versus the top teams. And Mountain City is still banged up. No Lane and Papa this week. They are getting Rother back. They have Messer back. They're getting the Connor Durr back. Osborne's done for the year. Papa's done until at least next week. I think that's too much to lose uh, to beat a Worth County team. But I give Mount City a, a better chance than I think other people do. I think I'm going to give them a 20 to 25% chance to win this game if things go right for them. I just don't know if they will. Worth County, they should be getting the Welsh kid back at line this this week. The Diet kid will be out, but Hurdy could be back next week, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I think Alarcon just too much here for Mount City, so give me Worth County in this one. Uh, lower scoring, though. I think it's going to be a look a lot of the 20 to 14 they saw versus Rockport last week. I'm not sure if Mount City can score in bunches. Um, and I think Worth County is struggling a bit here offensively. It was against North Andrew and Stanbury, but that's what we're kind of seeing right now. I think the first of 30 wins this game, but give me Worth County to move on as the sixth seed. So this is the second sixth seed I'm taking to move on. Um, next round, I would have Stanbury versus Albany, a rematch from week two. Albany lost that game by four. This is my first big upset of the districts. I will take Albany to upset Stanbury in the second round. I think it's going to be a great game. And I think whoever wins that game has a great chance of going to the state semifinals. I really, I think this game might be for the district championship, really. Um, and then EA versus Worth County, give me East Atchison. There's two good defensively. I think they'll lock down Worth County and win that game, despite their offense still being kind of lackluster for me. And then you'd have East Atchison versus Albany to stay in a district championship game. Give me Albany. I think there's two explosive for East Atchison. They'll be able to score a little bit more on EA than what Stanbury was able to, I think. Um, and Albany still plays pretty good defense. So I think Albany wins District 4. That's my biggest going out of limb that I'll have for this playoffs right now. So my district semifinals would be North Andrew-Albany in a great rematch of what happened in week number seven. And then Southwest Livingston should be – trying to remember where that game is going to be at for each one. First of all, Albany would host North Andrew because they wouldn't have hosted – um, the previous two games in districts. So Albany would host North Andrew. And then I believe it would be Drexel hosting Southwest Livingston going south, I believe is the way it would work out through this year. Um, so give me 
Whew, Coach Dean versus Coach Magruder. Hmm. I'll take Magruder in this one. Give me Southwest Livingston playing North Andrew in a state championship game, the game we all deserve um, going forward. And give me Southwest Livingston winning the state championship this year um, and just making me completely eat my word for losing Mac Anderson. I thought they'd be dead this year to go out the next year after losing the best player in the state last year and then going to win the state championship the next year. That would be crazy. But as I said, um, those four teams I had moved on could all win a state championship. I think Stanbury can. I think East Ashton, their defense lights it up. Their offense does enough. They can win a state championship. South Holt Holt, yep. North Andrew, yep. Archie, I don't know if Archie can. I think they're one of the ones that are on the outside of fringe. I think Drexel absolutely can. I think North Shelby and Southwest Livingston can. So, I mean, I got two teams in each district. I'll give Archie an outside chance. So that's six teams. I think there's nine teams right now who can win a state championship. That's right. Yeah, EA, Stanbury, Albany, all in district number four, can all win a state championship in my opinion. So I think nine teams can win it. Only one can take it home. So right now I would have Southwest Livingston as my champion at the end of the year, but I think it's going to be a great um, season. And I, I can see Southwest not making it out of districts because North Shelby. And North Shelby can win a state title. So this is exciting. I can't wait. Um, I will be – in Oric on Saturday and in Hughesville for the first time ever to watch Jasper Northwest Hughesville um, in the first round. Should be exciting. Oh, Anthony, he'll be over in Mound City to watch uh, Worth County and Mound City. He'll get to meet his Mound City buddies again over there for that one. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Thank you guys for listening and um, let me know what you think. Actually, you know what? Pause. We should have a mailbag here. I'm going to get some mailbag questions in here. Um, that's some of my playoff stuff. So if you wait to the very end for a mailbag, congratulations. This is for you. And now it's time for the mailbag at the very end here. Coach Dean, a couple days ago, um, definitely mentioned the show, at show underscore straight mailbag questions. He has three of them. Um, he said, what is at Scott Cavan, that's the coach at Pattonsburg, do to pass the time while in quarantine? I don't know why I even read this one. Coach Dean, you're, you're hilarious. Uh, I know there's been a running joke on Twitter, a running argument kind of deal on where to pass, order to throw more kind of deal. In high school football, I kind of agree. At this point, running the ball is more efficient, usually in high school, just because, well, most high school kids can't complete passes at a very high rate that makes it a sustainable long term. There's been a couple of guys here or there that can do it in certain systems, um, but we haven't seen it kind of manifest into big wins for state championships and stuff like that. So we've seen it come close a couple of times. Um, but yeah, running the ball in high school, more important in college, kind of 50, 50, kind of being what personnel you have in the pros. Cause you have a great quarterback. It's much more efficient to throw the ball. The chiefs should throw the ball 75% of the time. I was on that hill. NFL running backs do not matter. Neither does time of possession. That's it though. That's all I'm going to get into that one. Um, going forward. I don't know what Coach Gavin does to pass the time. Um, thinking more screen passes to run. I don't know. Um, who knows what's going to come out this week against. He had a whole extra week to prepare for North Andrew now, though. So we'll see what happens with them if they can get some of their defensive issues fixed going forward in that one versus North Andrew. Um, do you believe that at Kirk Thacker owns no hats? No, I don't. Because <laughs> I saw him wearing a hat when I saw him when I visited Harden Central a couple weeks ago. Um, for the walk for suicide awareness for his um, late son. So I, I know he owns hats. Um, I talked about it a little bit, but 
No hard feelings if no coaches give me hats. I'm up to nine. It's going to be 10-11. It's going to be technically 10 with the co-op from Northwest Hughesville uh, getting me one from Hughesville and from Sacred Heart. Two good-looking hats, by the way. Um, so it'll be up to 10 hats total. Um, 10 schools, 11 hats. It's going to be tough to differentiate that, but we'll see what kind of has going forward. And then does at dwilly0868, which is at Coach Williams at North Andrew, wake up the birds. That's what I've heard. I know he does not technically teach, so he still has a day job. So he has to get up really early. That way he can get off work and go coach the boys after school as well. And I'll give Coach Williams a problem. I'm not sure if it's him or his stats, uh, his staff. They get their stats up quick every week, and I really appreciate that. So thank you, Coach Williams. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens there. They are very funny, and my mentions always there on Twitter. Yeah, but not this time. They're not doing it while I'm doing the podcast because I'm recording this at like 1 o'clock in the morning. So they are asleep. Actually, Coach Williams will be waking up here soon um, before I even finish this podcast. He might be up and ready to go for his day. I still get to sleep. And then a couple more questions. Uh, Coach Cody Hayscamp, who used to be assistant at South Oklahoma Hole, he is now at Montgomery County High School, uh, 11 man uh, outside of, in Columbia, uh, teaching over there um, and helping coach. Uh, he's got three questions. Who are your dark horse district champ candidates? Um, I'd probably go South Holt, Nami Holt, the two seeds kind of. Um, South Holt, Nami Holt, North Shelby, and then Archie. And then, of course, I think Albany's a dark horse in district number uh, four. That's, a, that's the darkest of dark horses, Albany, right now, if you're just looking record wise because they're four and four. But they're a really, really good four and four. Uh, Worth County is interesting. They could possibly make a district championship game, but I don't think they could beat a Stanbury and Albany in that game. And I don't know if they could beat East Ashton, really. So they'd be a real, real dark horse uh, to win that district. Um, Mountsey, if they got healthy, maybe, but I don't know if they're going to get healthy at this point. They'd have to get by Worth County at this time, and I just don't see it um, just because of the way they're banged up. Who is your top player to watch in East in each district? Well, in district number one, I'm going to go with Jacob Coffey. The running back for Drexel. The kid's a stud. There's a lot of good players in that district, whether it's Gunnar Miller, Tucker Wolf, Dylan Sutton, um, Tanner Damlo. There's a lot of good players. The Bridgewater kid for Rich Hill. There's a lot of good players in that district, but Jacob Coffey might be one of the better players in the state, offensively and defensively. He's only a sophomore. Um, he's a really, really good player, and I really I like watching him run the football because he's just he's so he's so smooth around the football and he's just a big kid it's hard to bring down and has some good speed so give me coffee in that one in district two as good as i think um stoneburner and lunsford are for north shelby uh my favorite probably player to watch in district number two would be Jaden sears the center slash receiver slash backup quarterback slash defensive end for southwest livingston i think watching him play dn is a thing of beauty do not run to his side. Just don't do it. Um, and so I think he's very good and he's very versatile for him. And that's including the Hughes kid, who I think is a very dynamic quarterback for him. Um, Neptune might be the most explosive receiver in the state outside of Cameron Jones. And he's only like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, um, so Livingston has a bunch of good players there as well um, in District number 2. In district 3, it's got to be Drew Quinlan. Uh, with much respect to Parker Muff and Carson Thomas and Hayden Ecker, and even Brody Scroggins on his own team, it's Drew Quinlan um, for me in that one. Also, Blake Buchanan's a really good player as well. I want to give him a shout-out 
over at Oric. He's a very good player as well. Best freshman in the district might be Jackson Miller for Oric. Um, and of course, Cameron Jones is a free. There's a lot of really, really good athletes there in district number three. Uh, but give me Drew Quinlan. Um, and then district number four. Player to watch. My top player in that district. I think Headland's very good for East Atchison, but I don't know if he's the best player in that district. Um, Alarcon might be for Worth County. He doesn't have a whole lot of help right now outside of that. Um, trying to think. Stanberry. Stanberry is an assortment of really good players, but I don't know if they have the top player in the district. I think Tucker Schieber is a very good freshman. He might be the best freshman in the state. Um, Austin Swayback is a very good uh, quarterback form as well. I was impressed with him on Friday against Worth County. And yes, it's Swayback. Ah, Swayback. Therefore, um, Stanberry, he's very good. Um, and Colin Sager is a freak there as well. Austin Colvin is one of the better linemen. They just have a lot of good players there at Stanberry. I don't know if they have the best player in the district. Um, Albany, tries Floyd very good. Ethan Mercer has been playing really great right here recently. Uh, Floyd and Hutchinson did a great job against Pattonsburg receivers last week, so they both deserve some credit. There's a lot of just good teams in District 4, but I don't know if there's a there one just great player you can just point out. Um the Heron kid's pretty good. Landon Papa would be the answer here if he was healthy, but he's not at this point. Um, so I'd probably go Alarcon on week in District 4. And where, where are you hopeful to see 8-man to go in the next three years? I think we get to 50 teams here fairly quickly. Um, I really do. I think we're, what, 33 with a few coming down next year. I think we're going to be easily to 40 next year. And we're seeing five to six teams every year kind of drop down. Um, so I think eventually – Next three years, we get about 50 teams or so, and then Misha has a decision to make once it gets up into the 60s if we're going to go one big eight-man district or if they go to two like 30-team districts in each one um, and have two different state champions in eight-man. Um, so we'll see what kind of happens with that. I think they're just going to stay with one big one uh, for now unless there's a pretty big enrollment gap between the top teams and the bottom teams in there. Um, that's kind of where we're at with that, I think, is just the – unless we get up over 64 teams, I think we're going to stay with the one class of eight-man football. But if we get above that, you could definitely see a eight-man class one, eight-man class two kind of deal, um, which is just mind-blowing to me after having just about 20 teams or so for so many years in eight-man football. And then the growth here recent has been tremendous. Uh, you see in Knox County, St. Joe Christian, Northland Christian – all dropping down this past this next year um, to eight-man football. It's good to see him come in, um, and we'll see if any more kind of drop down with him going forward. But I'm very excited to see what happens with eight-man in the next three years. Yeah, and also I just want to give a shout-out here in the mailbag. The coaches in, this, in the state are great. Um, great guys are really easy to talk to. Super helpful for me to get everything kind of posted for eightmanfootball.com. For Missouri 8-Man, Facebook and Twitter, you guys do great. I appreciate it. I know we, you guys appreciate the coverage, and we can't do it without you. Me and Anthony, we can't write about the kids or the teams without you guys posting the information uh, going forward. So thank you guys a lot. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Kind of a longer podcast, but it's playoff time. Um, also, I'm going to be on the Cliff Notes podcast again this week. There's going to be a long show di- breaking down district playoffs and district seating and everything like that. Um, and then, of course... I'll be on with Chris Roush for the fastest, fastest 60 seconds and eight-man football with Anthony Crane, of course. And then also, I think it's Chris Ward um, is going to interview me again. 
me see exactly. Doing the interview on Friday for trying to remember exactly what radio station that is, but I believe it's in Cameron. I don't remember now exactly. Let me double check here real quick. I'm on the podcast. This is terrible radio. This is terrible podcasting, but I don't remember what it's for now. I think it's, mm. I think it's Northwest Mo Info. So yeah, if you want to tune in there, I'll do the po- I'll do an interview with him as well. I think I record that on Friday. It's gonna be there play for their Friday pregame show. So you guys want to listen to that? I'll probably break down a little bit more as well. But it's gonna be a lot of the same information you guys are getting here. So um, and let, let people know whenever you hear me on their stuff um, that you. Either like having me as a guest, or it's a great segment. Share it, comment on it, like it, every all that good stuff. Give us that engagement back. Don't just watch it and move on. Let us know you're watching it. Let us know you're appreciating the coverage. That makes us know that we're reaching you guys a little bit there as well. Uh, we really do appreciate the kind words there. Whether it's the fastest sixty seconds in eight man football, whether it's me on the football tonight show with Chris Roush afterwards, all the stuff that Anthony does. If he posts an article on the Facebook or the Twitter. Uh, just leave a comment saying that you like the content or whatever it is. Just let us know you guys liked it. Um, we really do appreciate that. Um, and, of course, I will be in Hughesville and Oric, um, two places I've never been before. Actually, I've been to Oric for a football game before the semifinal they were running against Mount City a couple years ago. Um, but first time since then, first time I've seen Oric this year, and first time seeing Hughesville this year as well. Only seen King City for about a half, and I've seen Jasper a couple times this year. So should be a lot of fun. Everyone stay healthy. Wear your mask. Don't get COVID kind of deal. Uh, but if you do get it, quarantine, all that good stuff. Thank you guys for listening, and have a great day.